Hey guys, just wanted to let you know that this week we had uh, some technical difficulties. I know, big shocker. Uh, but we had the audio uh, cutting in and out and it ended up making it so that it was basically impossible for me to uh, sync up individual WAV files or raw audio. And so this week's side A and side B are both going to be just uh, some edited versions of the live track. So it's probably not going to sound quite as good or be quite as balanced as it is uh, in a normal week, but unfortunately, that kind of thing just happens sometimes. Hope you still enjoy it, guys, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with side B of this week's podcast. It is Thursday, the 26th of October, Twenty. 17 the spookiest side of the year gentlemen side i mean time i need to get to bed uh (laughs) it's a spooky it's it's the spooky spooky time of year it's that year time of year where uh costumes have gotten progressively sluttier to the point where women are just going to run around naked and call themselves literally anything because it won't matter anymore um yeah it's probably also the time of year. I never go downtown anyway, but it, there are two times a year that I avoid downtown Halifax. Actually, three with a with a with a passion. Uh, Alexander Keith's birthday because it's some of the sloppiest drunk you're ever going to see anyone in downtown Halifax. Um, uh, St. Patrick's Day for similar reasons. People go out of their way to get even more plastered than usual. And Halloween. Which people are not only just hammered and fucked, they're just, they're, they're as out of their minds for Halloween. Halloween has become an excuse to be like the worst human being possible just because it's Halloween. So, uh, shout outs to everyone out there, um, who, uh, you know, are part of the, the crew not pissing off everyone around them. So good job. Uh, and double shout outs to anyone who can manage to dress up as a nurse without being a porn star action double. Taking shots for free. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a whole bunch of questions that we can get at from the Patreons. $10 and higher. Patreon.com slash You get to ask us silly questions so that we can give you even sillier answers. Or maybe they're a serious question. We're still probably going to end up giving you silly answers. But you can still ask those questions anyway. Gentlemen, do we have any right off the rip that stand out that you've already seen? Oh, Jeff putting the reading glasses going on now. With, uh, we're going to go with uh, our good buddy James. He's actually a first, uh, he's, a, he's a fresh pledge. Mm. Okay. Bucks mm. with lifetime support. Mm. Um, we're going to call him James Chiapone. Chiapet, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you can let us know on your next Shimon! question. Yeah, there we go. His question is, what would your superhero catchphrase be? And please demonstrate. I.e., the human torch says, flame on. Oh. Hmm. Um. To the salt mine! Away! It's mine. <laughs> uh, mine would be. Fuck her right in the pussy. <laughs> 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 Do you imagine 
dressed up in tights and everything else, and you're just out in the streets of New York. Fuck her right up my sight. Yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> it right there. That's mine. Perfect. Mine Absolutely would probably perfect. be some combination of mumbling with a god damn it in there, just like, God damn it. Frick, and then power up or whatever. Because I'm just like, I don't like doing work, but you know, I'll, I, it gets done, but I'll just be like, damn it. All right. Now, now you make me power up and do my shit, I guess. Okay. Mine wins. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely wins. Definitely. <clears throat> definitely. Although I think I think you there's gonna be some some, you know, confusion between the, the Marvel and DC guys when Trump goes out and starts screaming, grab him right by the pussy. I mean, mm. the, it's gonna be confusing. Some issues. Some issues. Right? You might you might run into you might run into some some issues. You might want to copyright that real quick. Get that intellectual property locked under your belt, or he's gonna come after you. Just be just be mindful of that. All right, what what's the next question? Uh, Jorbach, who is a hundred dollar pledger. Oh, he's a new he's a new hundred dollar pledger. Oh, well then, shoutouts right now because you're probably not on the uh, the end cards. So shoutouts. Thank you, Jorbach. Jorbach. Um, he said, "What is your favorite video game weapon?" Oh. That's Mine a really is easy. good question. Mine is easy. I've been trying to get a replica for a long time, like a really good replica. That's kind of my dream down here in the basement. This is the only thing that I have to add in my basement before I can say mission complete. Okay. Uh, actually, there's two things. Number one, I have to get a sealed copy of StarCraft uh, 64 for 64. I'd love to get one of those. They're super expensive, so one of these days. And the other is the Buster Sword. My favorite weapon in any video game ever, Cloud's sword from Final Fantasy VII. It is an awesome-looking sword. It's fucking thin but fat. Mm. What was that YouTube channel that made that? And they do a yeah, bunch of... Yeah, dude. They made they a, a, a real-life-size buster sword. Oh, Masters, massive. Master Forge or whatever. Like, I, yeah. I watched their videos. Yeah, oh, Master at Arms. Master at Arms. They've, yeah, they've done, a, they've done several game-related yeah. weapons, and they did Cloud's buster sword and... And so, obviously, you just need to hit them up, man. Mm, yeah, that would only cost shipping me that, about 30 grand. Shipping that might be... Well, yeah, dude, making the sword will be about 5 grand, and then shipping it will be the other 25. Yep. So, so that's, that's, my, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Weapon. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn a bit. Um, between a couple of different weapons, but I, I think... You have to pick one, Adam, not three. I think I'm going to go with the original Doom's shotgun. Okay. It is the most sad, one of, if not the most satisfying sounds in video game history, and it fucks shit up. The double barrel shotgun from the original Doom is... Is there? If there was a second, I it might be the original, the uh, original Halo pistol. All right, panic. Which is the greatest pistol in video game history? Got mine on the friggin' wall right there. Alien uh, Shield, man. That thing is amazing. That's not a that's weapon. Not a weapon, though, dude. You can kill people with it in the game. You can beat people with a shield. I'm counting it as a weapon. All right, there, Captain America. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right, we'll let it slide. Yeah. All right, Adam. Um, go ahead. All right, let's see. Hmm. This comes from Stuka, our uh, our timekeeper on the YouTube videos. 
who uh, who says or who asks, you get to go on a date with any comic book heroine. Who do you choose and why? Mm, like I know the answer to this pretty quick because the only time I ever crushed on a comic book heroine was when I was younger and I watched one of the greatest cartoons on TV ever, the X-Men. Shoutouts to whoever wrote the intro music for that fucking show. Absolutely incredible. So when I watched that when I was younger, I had a monstrous crush on Rogue. Just absolutely huge crush on Rogue. And so um, uh, her and Jean Grey both. But I, if I had to pick, Rogue was the first. And then when I got older, it was Jean Grey. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with uh, with Rogue on that one. All right, Panic. What about you? Uh, I'd probably go with also X Men, but uh, Kitty Pride. Hmm. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Ellen Page played her in the movies, but um, she's the one that can like phase through walls and stuff. Katie Pride? Mm, Kitty Kitty Pride. Oh, Kitty Pride. I'm just gonna Google her real quick. She's up there with Jubilee for uh, okay. who the fuck cares. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, <laughs> poor Jubilee. I'm sorry I said that. Jubilee actually does some some good shit. I'm gonna go ahead and pick Harley Quinn. Mm. And just because she looks like a freak, yeah, get freaky. You, you know, you know she would just love to get slapped and spit on and fucking. <laughs> All kinds of crazy shit. So, uh, I'm going with Harley Quinn because that thing would be fun. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. All right. Yeah. You know what? Fair enough. Uh, fair enough for sure. <clears throat> there you go. All right. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You should probably... That, that's, that seems like uh, that would be the case uh, for sure. She would kind of get. She kind of creep me out though, because she was like, "What was she was a psychiatrist or psychologist before, right?" And she was the one that was interviewing and and tracking uh, the Joker beforehand, and and uh, so I feel like she'd be constantly trying to figure me out and manipulate me. Not that not that many people would probably care. Oh, she would get slammed. Like you know, that's, <laughs> she would get smashed up. Right. Well, you just, can go ahead and just keep going to like all, all the comic cons because like every every wannabe hot Instagram chick dresses up as Harley Quinn at at comic cons. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. What what's up next, there? Panic. Um. I'm gonna go with this one from a uh, Black Jimmy CB. Um. He is a my man. He is a twenty five dollar pledge. $75 lifetime, so thank you for your support. Mm. If you could get rid of one person in the world, who would it be? Corollary, Trump. you have the option of having them disappear without a trace <laughs> or them having never existed. Which could you choose and why? I'm going to say except for Trump. Because everyone, every, Trump's a freebie. Okay. Everyone just Trump, wants that guy. Trump's dead so that Trump never happens. <laughs> <laughs> you win! That's it! <laughs> Fucking done! We've just, we've solved the problem! We've just generationally solved the problem. We've got to go with further. Trump instead of Hitler. <laughs> oh my goodness. Trump's got to go. Oh. How about you, Adam? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I don't know. I mean, see, the thing is, is as stupid as, as stupid as Trump is, he's, he's not, he, he's not the problem. 
necessarily. I mean, he's part of the problem now that he's been put there, but he's not part, he's not really the problem. I mean, people <laughs> had problem. people in America, millions of people in America had to vote the fucking stupid idiot in in the first place. So, I mean, he's not really the problem. Uh and people might say Kim Jong Un, but you remove him and they replace him with somebody else, and they're just not going to fucking make a damn difference. Um, I'm not sure who that would be. Uh, Trump. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. Uh, Oh, I can't think of his name right now because I've got I've got Glenn Beck stuck in my mind, and he might be a good choice too. But uh, who's Glenn Beck's like fucking arch nemesis now? Um, uh, or or the, he basically ran side by side with them. Bill O'Reilly. Oh God, <laughs> we'll get rid of Bill O'Reilly. Bet, we'll do that. Is Bill O'Reilly really a problem? You know yes. what I mean? He's just annoying. Yes. He's like an old fucking. You, you know what though? Bill O'Reilly's kind of funny. Like the and, Bill, and he, Bill's problem is he's perpetuating. Bill's Bill's part of the problem because he perpetuates the shit that put Trump in the fucking place where he's at. And on top of that, he he basically Fox sexually news. harassed. He sexually harassed so many women that's now coming out, and he's been paying them behind while saying he didn't do it, while also while also settling for like thirty two million dollars. Yeah, I didn't do it, but we we secretly settled for. Thirty-two million dollars. So I'm sure Chump that went change, over real bro. fucking well. Chump change. So we'll get rid of Bill. We'll get rid of Bill O'Reilly. We'll probably grab her by the pussy. Oh, definitely. For not getting rid of people like Hitler or whatever, I'd kind of go in the same line as Bill O'Reilly. But I'm going to go take it one step further. Rush Limbaugh. Ah, oh, it's not a bad choice. Okay. It's hard not to go political. That's why yeah. I went like I sidestepped political. I'm still I'm still kind of political, but I, I, I sidestepped it a bit. Just a shade. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I've probably watched like 100 hours of Bill O'Reilly in my lifetime, and the guy is actually quite entertaining. Like the he's problem a- with Bill, why I hate Bill O'Reilly, though, is that here's the thing. Bill knows what he's doing. Bill, that I don't think Bill believes, yeah. I don't think Bill believes 90% of the shit that comes out of his own mouth. He's doing it for the paycheck. But the scariest part about that is that there is an astronomical number of Americans that listen to him and yeah. take everything he says as absolute truth. And that's the problem. I don't, Bill's getting it in. Bill's making his millions and millions of filthy news dollars by not believing a word coming out of his own mouth and just being the puppet guy. And he knows he is. And everyone else knows he is. And they'll get people on and they'll joke about it without actually saying it outright. But you know, at the end of the day, that's why that's why he's he's really a problem. I mean, like you said, Bill does have a humorous side to him, and when he's being humorous, it tends to be the times where he's kind of hinting at the fact that he knows he's fucking with everyone. He's fucking with a whole. He bunch is a of troll. He is he's a troll. Yeah, he's a troll. But he's a pretty intelligent guy too. Like he does say he's a good. He he's good at argumenting. Like uh, he's good at. He's a good debater, even though he's a bullshitter. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I mean, I don't like Bill O'Reilly, but I kind of like Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love hate relationship. We've got a love hate relationship. I mean, you can say you can say the same side about the fucking you know the left wings, right? They they have their own agenda. They all everybody does their own thing. I think Bill O'Reilly is like he's not as extreme as some other people, but I, I agree. I mean, he could be one that could disappear and. 
whatever. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Uh, Aaron uh, asks, and Aaron is a oh a current twenty five pledge who upped themselves from ten. So thank you, Aaron, for Woo! giving that boost. What is your favorite Mario power up across all the games? Mine, without even having to think about it, is Karibo Shoe. Because it's so ridiculous that you're hopping in fucking green, just Mario 3, a green shoe, and you're invulnerable. As long as you're in that green shoe, you are a god, so long as everything hits the underside of you. Uh, it's spectacular, it's silly, it represents the complete nonsense that is the Mario games, where really everything is a silly, nonsensical, jarbled mess. Uh, and, and just, I love the fact that everything else was something that almost made sense. Like, flying is great, mm. and spitting fireballs is awesome, but fuck it, somebody said, you know what? <laughs> We're putting in a green shoe, and you're a god when you're in that green shoe. So there you go, Karibo shoe. That's my, that's my number one power-up. What about you, Panic? Um, I'm probably gonna go with a good old-fashioned fire flower. Fire flower is good. It was either that or I was going to go with the Mimi route and go with Cappy, which is like the new power-up from the new game because of that meme where that guy like wrote the entire story and then at the end he passes the hat on to his kid. So that's the kid. Take it the dark way. Uh, my favorite power-up would be the one, uh, the leaf where you, you pick up the leaf and you can fly. Um, my favorite thing, you know, just, you can skip levels, like you're just running and then you, you fly oh, up the cape, yeah. the cape. Yeah. And then you can, what well, do you want the cape or do you want the, the, the raccoon suit. tail? The super Mario, suit. super Mario want, world. Okay. That's the cape. Then. The cape. Yeah. yeah. The cape. Yeah. The cape is my favorite, uh, power up. Definitely. And it also works. Like if you're a small Mario and you get the cape, then you turn it into, powers you up. yeah, you turn into the big, big Mario with a cape. It's got the double. It's yes. the double. It's the double power up. Yes, it is a bit open. Well, don't all of them work like that? That aren't the like. Doesn't the fire flower mm-hmm. and that also mm-hmm. may, uh, make so. you bigger as well? I think almost so. everything powers you up to big Mario. Yeah, as long as you have a Unless power it's the star. Up. The star doesn't do it. Man, how much crazier would Mario have been if they didn't do that and you were still one hit death, but you had the power of that power up? Would you guys think that that would make it a better or worse? Worst game. Yeah, I, think be, I, think it would be, I think it would be worse. I, I mean, it's a child's game. It's just meant for fun. You don't need to make it a fucking, you know, boshy. Yeah, you don't need a boshy. <laughs> just, just have fun. It's about having fun with Mario. It's light, lighthearted fun. Um. All right. What do we have next here? Uh, Zero Arrival with a $25 pledge. He said, most embarrassing Halloween costume your parents picked out for you as a kid. I had to be a duck one year. What the fuck, mom? All right, so mine, mine was, mine's easy. I Okay, so there was years and years ago, and I don't even remember how old I was. I was super young. It's like one of these memories that when you're so young, you don't remember a lot of what happened when you were that age, but you remember moments in time like impactful moments that you can just visualize and see being small and kind of being in the moment so there was a uh, a costume store i want to say i was living out in cowie hill at the time 
might even have been in, on Spencer, but I was really young, dude. This was like way before I knew you, Adam. Really young, definitely, okay. definitely under ten years old for sure. And um, there was a there was a Halloween costume place, and I'm not talking one of these like Halloween costume spots that pop up a month before Halloween and sell a whole shit ton of product from Amazon. We're talking like a legitimate costume store, like in the store. Forget what it was called. It was out in Dartmouth somewhere. And in the store, they used to use it for movie props. They used to use it for like actual costumes. Halloween time was big for it, but it was it was a spot where you would go and legitimately get costumes. So this was a Halloween. Like my dad used to take me and my cousin Coleus out for Halloween every single year. He used to we used to get dressed up. We go in the old Ford Tempo. We drive all over the city, and we'd come home with fucking like three garbage bags full each of candy like we'd be out there and dad dad would pick out all of like the chips and stuff and he would take it to work and we'd eat all the chocolate bars we'd sit up we'd, we'd get all of our sippies out at the end you know those plastic oh, juice sippies, things sippies yo no, it wasn't, the, I, the baggies the baggies they, yeah they, yeah the baggies and you stick the straw in it yeah like if you went to somebody's house and they either gave you a sippy or a full chocolate bar or a candy apple they were the fucking goats like they were like yes. yo bro you gotta go over the. You gotta go over to Twenty Eight Main Street, man. They're fucking giving out sippies, boys. They're giving out sippies. So we went out. We went to this costume store, and for some fucking reason, I don't know why my parents thought it was cool. I think it was more of my dad's. I think my dad was just trolling me. He got me a bunny costume, and on Halloween, and I mean, we're talking. We're, this isn't like a regular ass, like. Wear a t-shirt, and it's got the imprint on it of a bunny, and you've got little ears. A full-blown costume. We're talking like a zip-up in the back that you go into. It's furry. It's it's meant for, I don't know if they had it on a fucking set of Lord of the Rings, but it was like, it was the real deal. It looked like a real fucking bunny. And uh, we went out, and that's, that's what I had for, I was, I was out on Halloween as a fucking bunny. Like it was like Easter and I'm walking around sweating my balls off and I go, I remember going up to houses with, with my hat on. And then when I got to the house, I had to take off my hat. It kind of sat on there like a, like an astronaut helmet. You know, it's like, it was almost like a big fishbowl and and I'd put it on and then I get to the door and I have to take it off. And put it on the ground and say, trick or treat. And they'd, they're like, what the fuck are you? And then I'd go down and I'd grab my bunny hat and I'd put it on my head. And I'm a bunny. And they're like, what? And, and because I'm inside the fucking thing so much. And I take it off and I'm a bunny. And it was just stupid. It was just a, the dumb. And I still don't know. I'm going to ask my dad if he trolled the fuck out of me or he actually just thought it was a good idea for me to be a bunny. But I remember that, that sounds shit like too. an absolute 100% troll. It was a it horrible, horrible Halloween. Uh, I didn't... Uh, um, I didn't really have too many of them because I like I think mom just always asked what I wanted to be and like she she'd try and like make costumes and stuff for me. But the the one that I can remember seeing pictures of and I looked salty in every picture. So this is before I could remember this this happening. But I remember seeing family pictures of of Halloween stuff and I looked like I wanted to kill somebody and I was dressed up as just a clown. Just a clown. I obviously didn't want to be a fucking clown, and I, it was like, and it was like a, a, a like clown. a stereotypical rainbow hair, red nose, 
like the whole freaking nine yards and I look like I wanted to kill people. I was so salty about it. No pictures was I smiling or being happy about the fact that I was about to go get a bunch of candy. I was just a complete freaking salt mine. So if I had to pick one, it's probably the classic clown that I obviously never wanted to be. Maybe I, maybe I, maybe I have like suppressed memories of it now that are just going to come out one day and I'm going to be friggin' salty or than, than I ever was. I'm surprised your parents even allowed you to trick or treat. They seem like the type that would be like... Dude, my parents weren't like fucking no, Orthodox I understand, Catholics, but I, but for it God's sake. I understand, but it would have been... If, if they would have been like, now nah, you're not going to celebrate the fucking... The evil day. No, for God's sake. Been, no, I, they decorated the house more when I was a kid than, uh, than now. Like, they don't do anything. Back in the day, they had like a... Like a big like witch and stuff in the window, and they they did the whole thing. We carved pumpkins. Mom made me like all these costumes. No, it was good. I, I had garbage bags full of candy and stuff. That was the part that made mom salty though. She'd like low key, like just siphon off candy because I'd get so much of it that I'd be oh, yeah. eating it for six months. I, she so wasn't she the just, only parent that did that. No, a lot so of she parents just low did that. key, yeah. and I'd be going in and be like, man, I'm sure I had. Another crispy crunch in this motherfucking bag somewhere. Where the hell did my crispy crunch go? And I just years later I figured it out. I was like, Mom, Mom be fucking stealing my all shit. Day, she was she was jacking your chocolates, bro. She's jocking all all of it gone. So yeah, so that was that all that will be mine for sure. Um, I've never actually been trick or treating, ever. That being, oh. said, that being said, that being said, I did have um, I do remember this in bits and pieces. I um. It was like kindergarten or something. I was like tiny. I just remember I had wanted to be Superman or something. And my mom decided that she okay, would panic. make... Well, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to let this slide. Why the fuck <laughs> didn't you go trick-or-treating ever? Is it is it like a family thing where nobody, did the, nobody was allowed to go trick-or-treating? Or was this like a, a choice where you're like, I don't want to go trick-or-treating. I don't want to go with my friends and get candy. It was kind of a mix of the two. Like, my parents never, like, decorated the house or anything. They would sometimes put out candy, but it wasn't, like, a thing we did. Like, Mm. my parents never said no. Like, I'm sure if my brother and I asked, we probably could have gone. They just didn't endorse it. They weren't like, oh, what are you guys dressing up for Halloween for? The other part of it was, like, my my parents both worked. My dad would get home at, like, 7, 8, 30 at night. My mom would get home at, like, 5 or 6, you know, put on. It was just, like, one of those things that, like, we kind of acknowledged that they were both busy. So, and my parents, my parents would bring home candy for us, but, like, we never went trick-or-treating. So it's not like, it's not like they said, no, you can't go. It's just that it never kind of happened. Cool. Okay, continue. That's fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, Superman, yeah. Superman, um, and my mom decided she was gonna like put together something or another, and I just remember <laughs> she gave me like a blue shirt and like blue tights and like so, like sneakers with like the red underpants on top and like some like sheet or something for a cape, and I just remember putting it on and looking in the mirror, and I think I just burst out crying or something. <laughs> But that's a budget man. We call that budget man, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just remember, I just remember my mom told me like when I went into kindergarten, the teacher was just like, what are you? And I was like, I'm Superman. Budget man. (laughs) Just whisper it. And then just sit in the corner and just like play with the blocks or something. And that was it. Now we know why your superhero (laughs) phrase is mumbled. (laughs) God damn it. Budget man. (laughs) This is uh, Superman. Pretty much. (laughs) Oh, uh, that's a ten shit. out of ten. 
Uh, Jin, who is a first-time $10 pledge. Shoutouts to Jin. Uh, if you were living in Europe around the 1940s, where would you be and what would you be doing? I'll tell you this right now. Um, <laughs> in, in the 1940s, I, uh, if I was there, I would be, based on family history, I'd be living in Britain and I'd probably be dead because of the Blitz. Um, I don't know <laughs> what the black people status was back in 1940 in Europe. In Europe? We probably might be okay. Your, probably yeah. better than North America, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, hard to say, really. I, I, I don't know what I'd do, because I just don't know the history of Europe. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I might be somebody's fucking butler. I don't know the status of brown people in Europe. I just know we were colonies of the British back then. So, yeah, I can. Um, and I'm, I'm surprised I don't know this. But we'd probably be doing something for Britain. Adam probably would be my massa, probably. Oh, no. No, Adam's dead because he was in the Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Adam's I was out walking the, the streets. Boat. I was out walking the streets. I didn't make the, the cut on the draft because I uh, just, uh, just I was a useless human being. And then just here comes the Blitz and I'm dead. That's basically how, Rip. how that played out. It's probably trying to eat some fish and chips and just get my, get my fish on and just goodbye. Thanks, Germany. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, Postal Panda with a $250 pledge. <sighs> 800 bones lifetime. Said, so just wanted to say thank you to Jeff, Adam, and Panic. I ran my first ever marathon last weekend. Oh! Three hours and 38 minutes. Your smooth, sultry, or, uh, sultry voices provided entertainment for two mm. hours solid. So thank nice. you for the unknown support. Question. What is the longest and hardest sport related goal you have ever set out to accomplish? How did it go? And any advice to people trying to achieve a similar goal? Mm. Uh, okay, so the the thing for me was uh, I mean, I, I played I played several sports, but basketball was the one I played the most of, and the one I, the one I took the most seriously. And when I was uh, younger, uh, two things: one, we've already discussed that I sounded like Sarah Brightman, and I could sing wonderful op uh, opera music. It was unbelievable. I uh, really should have gone into it while I had the voice, and maybe made a couple mil uh, before my balls dropped. So there was that problem, and then the other problem was. Um, because I, uh, also as the, the, you know, pertaining to the last one, I'm half, half side of the, the family is, uh, English. The other side is Scottish. And so, uh, I've got these wonderful light British bone structure and I'm lanky as fuck. I'm six foot six. I'm literally three quarter leg. Panic can confirm this now that he's seen again in person. He's seen the, I, the, the I, I tucked in I, shirt. I mentally like didn't process it when I met you in MLG, but when I saw you yes. in Halifax, I actually I actually told him to his face. I'm like, I didn't realize that you're like 80% leg. Like you yes. look weird. Yeah. Like how much leg that's, you that's are. Me. Like you're on stilts. I'm a, I'm a gazelle. I'm a, I'm a gazelle. So my, my problem was I wanted to play basketball. I was tall. You know, when you get to university, people are way taller and way bigger. But when you're younger and you're playing basketball, if you're as tall as I was, you were put underneath the net. 
And so uh, I needed to uh, be a lot bigger and stronger than I was. And so being lanky as fuck as I, as I was, just this weak white guy, uh, I had to, to put on a, a bunch of weight, especially for when I hit high school ball. And so um, I, I started training when I was around uh, 15. And then by the time I had hit the end of high school... Um, or by the time I had hit uh, the end of high school where I was playing ball in grade 12, I, I was I was big and strong enough to finally do it. But it was grueling because I really did. Like, some people are genetically gifted with, uh, like, either a great number of things. I was not genetically gifted with a particularly strong body. So it was a very tough thing. And the harder thing was my metabolism was high too. So bulking up to get stronger was also a problem. So, um, thankfully I had a family friend of, of mine that trained me, uh, earlier on and taught me a lot about, uh, what I know now, uh, or the basis of what I knew now in order to get bigger. Um, and so I went from like this scrawny 180 to, uh, by the time I hit the end of high school in grade 12, I was 215 pounds and I was a, a pretty strong kid. And that was the longest couple of years just going to the gym. I was in the gym um, five days a week um, and and eating my face off. And I'm, uh, my digestive, Jeff can also confirm this, I have the worst stomach, worst digestive tract in the history of fucking mankind short of having some sort of actual disease. And so when I was eating a lot to, to go to the gym, it was, it was just a massive pain. Because uh, my uh, digestive tract is just absolute garbage. So that was just kind of eating as a second job and just being, feeling like I was going to throw up all the time. Uh, wasn't all that great and, and, and putting the weight on. So for basketball, that was it. And I did all of that to try and get to provincials in basketball with the hopes of maybe getting a scholarship to go to university. And uh, unfortunately, most of the scouts only wanted to take guys that played ball from uh, all three years of high school. And so despite the fact that I was a starting forward um, that went to provincials because I only played one year, uh, they didn't they didn't take me uh, for it. And uh, so I kind of got fucked there. But I got scholarships for other shit anyway, so it wasn't the end of the world. But yeah, so that was fun. But it sucked. That was my gig. Um, I played... I, I mainly played baseball growing up. Uh, I played it for nine years and then I picked up golf, which is not the most, uh, active sport known to man. So as soon as I picked up a golf club, kind of around the time where I met Adam, I, uh, I just stopped playing baseball. Um, so I don't really know too much about training for a, for a sport, but I would use the same principles as you would for your career or really anything you're it's it requires a lot of practice and focus and consistency and you're not going to get better at your craft or your sport or whatever it is that you do unless you practice just about every day obviously in sports you have to take breaks to give your body time to heal but beyond that when you're not when you're not uh, exercising your body you should exercise your mind so you know eating healthy staying focused um doing a bunch of research maybe on products and things that you can use to to give yourself an edge or 
or whatever. I don't, I don't know what it would be for the Working sports. Working three but jobs because golf is expensive as fuck. That too. <laughs> um, but it, it's just it's just one of those things that it's consistency and just not giving up when you, you know, if you go and run a, a, a three and a three hour twenty eight minute race and then six months down the road you do another one and it's three hours and you know you do you take two minutes off or you have it's a worse better. day. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you take any time off, that's better. And if you have a, a worse day, it's not the end of the world. You know, uh, you just keep plugging. You just keep truck trucking. You analyze what went wrong, what you did. Did you not prep, uh, prepare well enough? And sometimes people just have off days. People just have bad, a bad show, like period. I was in track and field in junior high and I was hard in track and field. Did the 1500 meter relay. I uh, did 100 meter hurdles. And the first day on track, it was grade nine. And I did the 100 meter hurdles halfway through. I pulled my hamstring and it was GG. And it was mainly because I didn't stretch. Oh, hamstring pulls suck. I didn't stretch nothing. I was just excited to get there. And, and I was practicing so much after school, taking the, the, the regular Metro Transit home because I was at fucking school for till 430 in the afternoon. And I was pumped and I went and screwed it. And it wasn't because I didn't prepare. It was just I didn't take the proper step. So it's just one of those things where you're going to learn from your mistakes and you just keep grinding. It's a grind. It's not going to happen overnight. Most importantly, just enjoy yourself. Have fun. You're in a sport. Sports are supposed to be fun. And, you know, go crush yeah, it. I didn't have any advice on mine, did I? I just kind of fucking talked about myself and was a selfish asshole and actually didn't give any advice. Uh, what Jeff said is good. That's that's basically. I mean, hey, double guns. Ah, uh, just got it. Yeah, no, I got it's you, you know, with with sports, the thing the thing is, and I think the thing here in Canada that you see more often than not, and I know Jeff had friends that played hockey and stuff too. <clears throat> hockey in Canada is fucking bonkers. Hockey in Canada is like high school football in the states. Uh, like it is. It is. There, they've got kids doing epic workout routines and and diet regimens at like 13 to prep them for shit going forward to start getting scouted before they've even had their balls drop for god's sake like it's crazy yep. so enjoying yourself is probably the most important thing because there's a lot of people that are into sports that only kind of half enjoy it and if you don't 100 percent enjoy it sports are just going to be a pastime and don't try and 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 kill yourself over it um but if there was anything other than that, it's um, two things. One, learn as much as you can about the human body biomechanically because if you don't, you're going to lean on um, your uh, a trainer or something only. And, and as good as trainers are, not every trainer knows absolutely everything there is to know. And so you're limiting yourself to your trainer. There's nothing wrong with with having knowledge of your body. And then number two, everyone on the fucking planet do yoga. Doesn't matter what sport, doesn't matter what activity. If you do no sports, it doesn't fucking matter. Yoga is the single best primary or secondary physical activity that you can do to improve your health and your flexibility and your tendon strength, everything. Yoga helps everything. You can do yoga and then go weight train. It doesn't matter. Yoga can be added to anything and you're not going to get downsides to doing yoga. You can do yoga and it can double as cardio because you hold your heart rate at fat burning levels for 30 to 45 to uh, to an hour doing yoga. So 
110%. Everything you do, fucking just do yoga. If you do nothing else, just do yoga and your life will be better for it. I actually agree with that. Um, so my thing was um, the hardest goal I probably set out for myself was getting a black belt in a martial art. Um, mm. I did not quite make it um, because I broke my wrist and then I had another injury immediately after. And that stalled the amount of time I had while I was in college. So I graduated out before I could finish. But I was like two or three ranks away from getting my black belt. Unfortunately, I also never went back to finish. And I stayed on the diet I had while I was training, which you should never do. Because when you don't train and, <laughs> you, have an entire, and you have an entire pizza for dinner, it doesn't go well. Rip. No, but um, when I was training, I, I, I trained in Taekwondo. I got to my uh, green belt blue stripe, which is a couple away from black, not that far. Um. It's, it's, again, knowing your body, like Adam said, is huge. Um, kind of knowing how much energy you need to accomplish things and not overdoing. Because you can look at diet plans and stuff and... Everyone's different. The, yeah, everyone's a little different. Um, so you kind of have to gauge just so that you're hungry enough but not hungry all the time. But you have energy to do your workouts. And 100% on the yoga thing, I am not a flexible person. I was not a flexible person when I was doing martial arts. Um, and one of the things I had to do in order to kind of succeed and keep pace with the rest of the class, I would go in an hour early and I would go and stretch. The instructor would actually sit with me and show me yoga poses and different moves and be like, hey, this is how you like, like if you need to kick high, you need to like open up your hip flexors and just your legs. So he's like, these are stretches oh, you can do to help. Hip flexor stretches suck. Yeah. He's like, he's like, this is how you can do that. And he's like, these are ways that you can like incrementally increase your flexibility for different parts of your body. And I learned, I'm like, okay, I'm not really flexible here, so I should focus on, you know, getting the stretches in there to kind of succeed and keep pace. Um, and like you said, for a long-term goal, you should actually break it down into smaller goals. I find it's a lot easier to accomplish a really big task if you break it down into small pieces. And then instead of having to like do this, I'm going to go for a black belt. It's like, no, I'm going to learn this one form or one thing that I need to know for my test to get to the next step. So you set yourself the benchmarks and then you can work towards those in smaller bite-sized chunks. And again, going with what Jeff said, you don't, have, you don't necessarily have to be 10, 20 minutes faster for your next marathon. If you just say, I'm going to be two minutes faster, or even, you know, I'm just going to say, I'm going to be five minutes faster, and you just target small incremental growth, it's a lot easier to accomplish that goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Knowing, knowing yourself, that was one of the biggest things for me training, was I, I learned about what my body responds well to, and then learn about, generally speaking, body, you know, biomechanics and stuff, and then what my body responds well to. Like, if you're trying to, if you're trying to bulk up, Everyone has a favorite. Like, Jeff, what's your favorite workout day in the gym? Uh, back and buys. Yeah. So your back, <laughs> which is basically the same thing because so many motions for back are biceps anyway. Mm. So, so, so are in Jeff's thick. case, exactly. <laughs> so in Jeff's case, so back, everyone has a favorite thing. It's because they have a, a mo- and usually it's the people, uh, people who choose the thing that they, uh, that their body responds best to. So Jeff's Jeff's arms blow up when he does arm days. That's that's Jeff's body responds to that. Some people, their legs blow up when they do leg day. Like they their body responds well to leg exercise. 
Um, my body responds well to tricep exercises. I, I could literally never do a pushing motion, and in three years from now, I will still have a horseshoe on my left arm because I my triceps like to be there for some reason. So you can then work around that. So everyone has strengths. Mine are not my legs. I have 80% leg ratio, but they're weak as fuck. <laughs> so yeah. so you, know, you have legs. to... You have to, yeah, you have to work at, you know, what does well. And if you don't want to get a proportion like me for Jeff being by, back and buys, I would just do back for the day because my arms will blow up just doing back alone. And if I did too much, then I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy that you're at the gym. You're like, why are you skipping leg day? You're going to like, be that dude, dude on, the, on that, uh, that ghost, that ghost thing with I'll the arms. The biceps. Yeah. I'll be biceps from ghost hunters. Yes. But yeah, so knowing yourself, what your body responds well to, knowing your, what your body responds to in terms of the food that you eat, like people will go look up diets on the internet and then start eating stuff and your body doesn't like some of the stuff they're eating. You just learn about generalities and then learn what your body individually likes and then merge the two together and your training is going to go 5,000% better than it does uh, just trying to... to um, uh, to follow somebody else, uh, somebody else's formula, I guess we'll say. I think the funniest um, thing when I was training was, um, I ended up settling in that I would have to have like grilled chicken or something before practice. And then after practice, I would have to either have an entire, like entire New York style pizza or like an entire foot long, like sub with all the fillings. If I didn't have that combination, the next day or the day after, my body would just be like, what the fuck did you do? Everything is wrong. But when I had that, I'd actually be, like, completely fine. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like, my roommates would come down and be like, yo, can I get a slice? I'm like, no, this entire thing is for me. <laughs> and my other roommate would be sitting across the table with an entire pie of his own, too. Uh, I could never do this. so many carbs, I'd die. See, that's I, my I, would, I would literally carb, die. But I was losing I weight. I was, I was losing weight with that. That was my issue. Yeah. So was it doesn't like, matter if I was losing weight. My body would, would actually just not physically allow me to carb that strong. It would just say, you're, fuck you. You're going to be anorexic. Tough shit. Correct. It's just you're not going to eat all this. It's never in a million years. Mozart asks, I don't even know if it's my turn, but I'm doing it anyway. Mozart, who uh, we've, we've had several times before. Uh, also, again, as always, shout out for uh, being a great musician. He asks, what is the worst thing that you've ever bought? You know, something you spent a fortune on, but couldn't use it, slash was absolutely irredeemably, uh, irredeemably terrible. We've all been there. We've all done it. Well, I've definitely done it. C sixty three S. Fuck no. <laughs> right it's the- one of the best things I bought. Jeez, um, <laughs> you know I'm I'm gonna go with uh, actually somebody else answer. See if I can find it. Okay, all right. Um, my thing is the um, Black Magic uh, Decklink 4K Studio Capture Card. This is a this is a broadcast quality capture solution that I bought to be my forever capture card. It was the one that I saved up back when I wasn't, you know, as big of a streamer 
to, to buy this so that I could move it into different PCs and keep it and be good for up to 4K video and never have to worry about it ever again. It was a 1300 Canadian dollars uh, in, in terms of the price of the card. And uh, I got it, I plugged it in, and I fought with it for an entire year. I fought, I went tooth and nail to get the thing and the drivers to work properly. I spent days on end with the fucking shit customer support that Blackmagic has. Uh, Blackmagic Design, I think is the full name of the company. Uh, I, I, I could not imagine a shittier capture card. And, and then it, down the road, I made the same mistake again. I bought a, a cheaper version of one of their cards to be a secondary model, and it sucked too. So, shout-outs to Blackmagic for making some of the shittiest products on the planet. They are so bad, and they know they're bad. They have a list on their website of prefab PCs that they will guarantee their cards work with, and anything outside of this list of prefabricated PCs, you're on your fucking own. That is how shit their drivers are, that's how shit their software is, that's how shit their hardware is. Do not buy Blackmagic Design capture cards at all cost. Avoid that shit like the plague. I learned my lesson, and now I'm rocking that Magewell, and it is 24-7, 365, rock stable. I turn that on, it works every time. I can plug any resolution into that up to uh, a 4x3 version of like 2K or some shit, but I use it. It's got two plugins, 1080p, 60, full, full deal. No problems. Don't don't buy shit capture cards. Just don't do it. Blackmagic specifically, because they're so expensive. Uh, and they look like... You go to their website, they look like a fucking legit... And they are. They're used, it scares me, in broadcast environments. And they're garbage. So don't do it. My worst decision. My worst purchase. Thank God somebody bought that off of me. Mark, our video, uh, video editor that we have in the community, bought it off of me. Uh, because he had a computer that it worked with, so God bless him. Otherwise, it would be a paperweight to this day. So that's my worst. Thank the Canon EOS M mirrorless DSLR camera. Mm. That wasn't mirrorless. Really that's not cheap. Uh yeah, and it was an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> um, I I bought it because um I had the lenses that I could mount onto with an adapter, and my whole plan was to use it as a cheap video rig. Get all like the thing. It's a small camera, easy to use, and it was possibly worse than some point and shoot cameras. <laughs> like the thing could take good pictures, assuming they were standing completely still in broad daylight, and you very meticulously pick the focus point. But no, I wasted a couple hundred bucks on that. And thank God I sold it to someone and they got it off my hands. I learned never skimp on photography gear. No. Bad life choice. Uh, my dumbest purchase. Uh, fuck, there's so many of them. Like, I yeah. I mean, I, oh my goodness. Uh, one that just came to my mind right away is I, I still have it somewhere sitting around here. But I had a bracelet. Um, uh, that, that had the word ladies, man, all oh, across no, it I remember in that. diamonds and gold. So <laughs> each, that was like your, that was your nickname for a long time. Yeah. Your, ladies, your man, self given nickname. 
So um, I got rid of it while well, Kayla made me take it off when I was with. Well, she didn't make me take it off. She took the S out, which was called Lady Man then. S- oh, and, Thai Lady Man. And I don't even know where I don't even know where the, <laughs> I don't even know where the uh, the S is. And what what happened is when she took the link out, it became too small for my wrist. And so I stopped wearing it. It is in this basement somewhere. I actually think. It's hiding somewhere over there? Wait a sec. Is it in the display case? Uh, no. I think it might be behind my display case in my little closet back there. But basically, when I was in high school, they had this booth in the mall. And they used to, it basically, it was a charm bracelet, essentially. Now, this was before the Pandora bracelets, you guys know, that women yeah. get. You can yeah. buy them little charms to put on it and shit for special you buy occasions. buy them along with their pumpkin spice lattes and exactly. their boots. So, yeah. they, before that, they had charm bracelets, but for your wrist. And so, you could plug in, each connector was had a different logo or a design or whatever. It can be Christmas-themed. It's basically Pandora without being called Pandora. Uh, exactly, exactly. So uh, they had a they had a booth in the in the shopping mall uh, during Christmas time that came out, and they were selling uh, these letters. And they were one hundred and thirty four dollars each for each letter, and I couldn't afford to spend however much uh. money Ladies Man was. Uh, you know, and it's you know, ladies' man, I E S. So a thousand dollars in yeah. So what right I now. did is every week I was working at the dollar store. Every week or every paycheck, I would go and I'd buy one letter, and eventually I managed to get ladies' man. And each letter was gold and it had little tiny diamonds in it. And I spent so much money at that booth <laughs> that they asked me if I would hand model for them. And so I allowed them to take some professional photos of my hand and my wrist oh, man. so that they could show off uh, what I did. And they used some of it for their ad campaign uh, to try and try and entice men because primarily it was women that got these things. But the men one, it was like a thicker bracelet. And so I spent like one hundred and thirty four bucks a pop per letter and I wore that and, and the bracelet itself was like a hundred bucks just to have like the generic stainless steel or whatever. Was that your Ed Hardy was. phase that you were also in at the same oh, time? Oh yeah, we had the Ed Hardy phase too. <laughs> I, how could I forget about that? So you had like the gold and the diamonds and you had the rhinestones, Yo, rhinestones, in, rhinestones. In, in that in behind that closet there in a in the a hat? box, I have the hat. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> If I didn't have to move my display case, so yes. fuck it, I'm doing it for science. <laughs> rhinestones, rhinestones, fucking rhinestones. I'm waiting oh. for one of those statues to drop and that entire thing to collapse. Oh, that would be brutal. Yeah, Ed oh. Hardy. Did you see the uh, Comic Con picture? This happened at a Comic Con. Um, they were there, like a guy nudged the display case before it was fully assembled, but all the stuff was on it. And the entire thing just collapsed. It was like seventy thousand oh, no. dollars in models just collapsed and broke apart. Oh God, that's brutal. All right, so those of you listening uh, at home right now on iTunes or somewhere else where you you can't see what's happening, Jeff has currently pulled out one of his display cases where there's a bit of a closet space behind, so that he can find something else that you'll not be able to see unless you go to YouTube.com/LifeSglitchTV and watch the vods there or. Subscribe on Twitch so that you can get access to the VODs okay. on Twitch. 
Oh boy, here okay. we go. Oh, he's got the go. bracelet too, I think. All right, so at least at least in high school, <laughs> I was cool to have the ladies' man chain, all right? I could brag yeah. and say, you know, it was expensive. But after high school and in university, like, yeah. this is where it became super douchey. So this, this takes icing on the cake, all right? So I paid $400 for this hat. Oh, that hurts me. Ah, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is, the oh. Ed Hardy hat dream. Rhinestones, rhinestones. And, I, and I, refuse, I refuse to throw it out because it was so expensive. <laughs> but look at this hat. Now, I spent $1,000. Oh. On the watch. Oh, Jeff the Ed Hardy watch. Look at the, look at the, the rhinestones un, the on the Ed Hardy. <laughs> fucking watch ever made. The ugliest watch ever fucking made. Look at that. looks like some shit that you would get out of a fucking machine outside of a Dollarama. You'd open up a fucking ball and there it is. Oh, my God. Oh, Damn. $1,000 Ed Hardy watch, boys. Oh. And I was broke as fuck when I bought oh. this shit. Couldn't afford it, but still did it. Oh, look it's so the, bad. Look at the hat. You know, the hat ain't half bad. I'm not going to lie oh, to you. The well, rhinestones are one of the one of the gayest things I've ever seen in my life. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to throw that out there. But you know what? The hat's actually quite nice oh. if the rhinestones weren't on the hat. You know what I think of every time I see this hat? You remember Djibouti dubs on YouTube that did all the infomercial shit and they were doing the, the fucking, uh, uh, the super, the super putty thing or whatever the fuck it was. And it was, oh my God. it was like arts and crafts. Mm, fuck. Rhinestones. That's basically what I'm thinking. Rhinestones, rhinestones. So yeah, this is definitely, I win. Okay. I win. This is, that's, this takes, oh, this is icing on the cake. I'm wearing $1,500 oh. worth of shit. That's Ed Hardy, all right? You know what you need, dude, for that hat? You need you need that you need that like fifty thousand dollar Assassin's Creed bust mm. so you can put the hat on it and I then need the, the headphones. other the other fifty grand on the headphones. Yes. Yes. There you go. And you know and what? Put I, that, I even have on it. in a box somewhere, I still have my blue Ed Hardy shirts with rhinestones. I have my <laughs> My Christian Audige stuff as well. You're gonna have to. Hand I didn't throw out any of it, children, because it was so expensive, man. I'm like exactly, but I had a phase. So like, there was a really expensive store called uh, Duggars. Well, down underneath is called it's D2. There. Yeah, it's still there. I shop there all the time. I love. I get all my Hugo Boss from there, and all my jackets. And best place ever. But I mean, that was I was shopping there before I could afford to shop there. I'm talking like people with money go to this place. And I would go down there broke as fuck. I'd have a paycheck for like three or four hundred bucks, and I would spend all of it on a t-shirt. On one t-shirt. Uh. You know, I'd hit the gym, get a swole on, get my Ed Hardy on, wear my <laughs> wear my uh, fucking rhinestone hats and my You're watch. The Jersey Shore in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Yeah, bro. Oh man. Yeah, bro. I remember that phase. It was almost as bad as your <laughs> as your fucking blue jumpsuit phase. Mm. Love me you some had, jumpsuits. You had a jumpsuit face? Oh, dude, I used to wear trucks, track suits like they were fucking. I, I actually do too, but in <laughs> like, like I used to wear school. them like like a straight up. He was a Russian mobster for a good couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, except it was all and one gear, wasn't yep. it? Uh, well, yes, a lot of it was and one. The and one stuff was. Um, it wasn't the slushy shit. It was more of like no, it was a, like a it was like a, a, a furry. Like a, a it was like fur. Yeah, well, like a not. 
it's almost it like wasn't, wool. It wasn't like, like it was micro suede, but it was. But it, it was, was yeah, weird. It was weird. I had three of them. I had three different suits. <laughs> you were like a retired man at the resort. And you only have fucking three yeah. different sweatsuits. I was that just, was I was just show. missing the fanny pack. That was all I needed to complete it, and I was, <laughs> Yo, I was done. If you came to TwitchCon, they were giving away fanny packs. Oh, it was so good. Nice. It was fucking absolutely beautiful. Well. I think that's probably uh, a good spot to end. Yeah, it, boys. that's a, that's a good. I think that's. I don't think we're that. peaking. I don't think we're peaking. No, no, we, it's only downhill from here, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So yeah. we're gonna call it there. It's another technical alpha side B brought fresh to your ears and eyes. Uh, and I, I'm sorry for your eyes if you had to watch this on YouTube. You just to witness the Ed Hardy. If you're listening uh, to this on on uh, you iTunes, need to see the VOD. Go to YouTube and watch the VOD of my uh, this shit because it's you've got it's to. heinous. It's heinous. It's that, that's a word brutal. for it. <laughs> Can you like? Would anybody buy that anymore? Uh, I, you like, know what? You if I put it on somebody... eBay, if I put it on eBay, there is a chance Maybe? that it might sell. There's a chance. You might, you might, you might be good to do that. You might get like two hundred bucks or something for the hat. Or it some might even shit. be a collectible at this point, and it's in good shape. And these tears, man, they 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 came with like that. Oh no! That's you spend the more money for that shit. That's yeah. the design of it. That's the look at them rhinestones, man. Oh, it's top quality. I'm actually impressed. All of them are still on the hat. I want to get that Did tattoo you? of that heart with the little dagger in there. Kayla would divorce you in a heartbeat. Mm. <laughs> no, she wouldn't, because then she'd be on the streets. Yes, true. Oh. <sighs> Live with that Ed Hardy tattoo. Deal with it, woman. <laughs> Jeff would Jeff would just Deal put the it. S. Jeff would just put the S back on the bracelet. Oh shit! The ladies' man return. I hope you find that bracelet, bro. That bracelet is fucking classic, dude. It's here, a hundred percent. It's it's. If I can find it, I'll look somewhere. for it and I'll have it for you guys for the next podcast. Oh it's hiding God. somewhere. Oh, it's it's oh. here, and you're gonna laugh when you see it. Oh, I love it. I love it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are gonna see you next week. Before we go, this is an uh, an incomplete, but we already we already gave the shout out during this uh, this side B. But just to reiterate, um, uh, who was it that went in on the on the recent hundo? I believe it's Jorbach, right? Yes. And I'm hoping that that's a hard J, not a soft J. But either Jorbach. way, um, shout outs uh, to him as well, Jetrix and Mister Miyagi. Just, uh, well, thank you for selling black tar heroin so that you can continue to support our li- uh, lifestyle as well at the $500, uh, uh, positions. Postal Panda also not messing around. Although I think Postal dropped down. No, he didn't. He oh, is yeah. still totally at 250. That's what he does. He just, he just, he delivers. He's not he only delivers. running marathons in life, but he's, he's marathoning our podcast. He delivers mail. And he uh, and he pays us with the money that he takes out of people's paychecks uh, when you know when he when he has the mail in their hand. Uh, Jamaican Jazz, Adam Barlow, Toad of Steel, Naily, Derek P, Fry C, and Ice Wolfie. Also, thank you all for the hundred dollars that many of you have been giving almost the entirety of this podcast. Let's fill yeah, up those hundred dollar slots. Let's do that. That'll get us to D and D. That would get us to D and D. Yes, we'd be there. Let's fill them slots up. We would be there, ladies and gentlemen. I want I want to to see what happens when we do D and D, and I can only fucking imagine mm. the Gong Show that would ensue. We would name our D&D. show instead of instead of Critical Role, it'll be Critical Fail. There you go. Oh, uh, 
And to all those people, we are still shipping out all of the physical goods. Yeah, Panic part- is back from TwitchCon now, so he's probably going to be shipping stuff out again. Yeah, I had a little bit of a fiasco with the whole desk thing. The desk is sorted out. Um, I actually have some time this weekend. I'm going to be packing up a bunch of stuff. I do have BlizzCon next week, but after that, I'm literally here for the rest of the year, and that's like number one priority on my list. Everything from World Vision and everything from the podcast should be out within the next two to three weeks. I want to say this right now. I think the I think that the D and D needs to be called Nat One <laughs> instead of Natural Twenty. It's a Natural One. Mm. I think Nat One is not bad. Mm. We'll come up with something fancier than that. Probably we'll make it happen. Nat One. <laughs> mm. People are gonna be like, "That's not natural." Critical natural blunder. Geographic. What, what does that mean? We'll figure something out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another Technical Alpha podcast. We will see you guys next Thursday. I know it says Friday here still. Believe me when I say that eventually I will change all the graphics. I'm just so fucking not looking forward to the plethora of shit that I've got to change just to change a Friday to a fucking Thursday. But it's going to happen. Ignore all the Fridays. Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We will look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. And until then, do us all a favor. Have a good one. And we'll see you next time. Peace!